have you ever shot a gun? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I have. Oh, where'd you shoot a gun? Um, We went to a shooting range in Colorado with Brian's parents who own guns. I don't know. It was interesting. At first, I was like super freaked out. I was like, I actually have to leave. Like, I can't do this. But I don't know. I, I like it's not something I really like, but I guess given the situation, um, it was like, okay, I'll shoot a gun. I'll try this, whatever, you know, I'll give it a whirl for the experience of it. I don't believe in it at all. Like I, I don't believe in, I don't think that people should be allowed to have guns. I really don't, but, um, people do have guns. So what do you do? Shoot their guns when they give them to you. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I can't imagine being a person that's like into guns. I would never have a gun in my house. I I, I I think they're scary. I can't imagine. No offense because I know people do. But just the idea that like that gun somehow defines your existence in such a way that you're willing to fight for it is really a foreign idea to me. I do not yeah. get that. I don't understand like why that is so important to people and they're like, it's in the constitution. Okay, I mean. But you can also just change the constitution. Yeah. It, they, those laws were all written by like, like old white rapist slave owners. Life, liber- wait, what is it? Life, liberty, live, laugh, love. What is it? The pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, yeah. and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, live, laugh, love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also like, I think that something that you're getting at is that basically to like say like, oh, that perspective of th- this like really specific perspective of the people who are in charge is somehow defining or or should be, is worthy of veneration to the to the extent that we live by that law is basically like religion it's basically like lifting these people up so high uh despite their flawed subjective experiences informing this and then saying oh yes this is our model for living it makes no fucking sense when you put it that way (laughs) there you go welcome to pot psychology yeah (laughs) live laugh love You know what I'm ready to talk about? Oh, what? Little Women. Did we ever talk about it? Did you watch it? Did you see it? What do you no, think about Little Women? Oh, no. okay. I know that it was directed by a woman. I should probably see it, but it just, it didn't, I wasn't drawn to it. Do you care about what those little women do? Because I sure don't. Oh, I'm sick of hearing the story told over and over again. Look, I, I'm not trying to shit on little women Really, I'm just, it just didn't appeal to me at all. I didn't even think the movie was poorly made, although I did think it was confusingly made because as somebody who had no familiarity with the story, never read it, never saw any of them. Oh, you didn't I see just, the Claire Danes one? Nope, just Miss oh, Little Women. I can't be arsed to care about these little women. And, um, and also like the fucking idea that Florence Pugh plays a 13-year-old like for the what? vast majority of that movie or maybe 16-year-old, I think 16-year-old. Is she uh, the littlest one? No, she's not the littlest one. Oh, uh, who plays the young one? I think it's the girl that was in um is the young one the one that dies? But it Beth's the one that dies, right? And she's not the youngest one? I thought that she's second to youngest. Wait, is Joe the youngest? 
No, Joe's the oldest, I think. Isn't no, she? Meg is the oldest. Oh, my God. There's no, so many. Amy? Wait, what's oh, your Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Louisa May Alcott's house. So you, why? <laughs> why? Uh, you, well, you know how I love historical home tours. Um, I guess. I don't know if I, I mean, it makes sense that you love that, but I don't I know if I. I always go on historical home tours whenever never, I go to a city that I'm, that I'm new to. Okay, so Meg is the oldest. Joe is the second oldest. Beth is the third one, second to okay. last. And Amy is the youngest. Okay. Uh, like, firstly, like, who cares about my opinion about Little Women? It doesn't matter. Wait, I have another question. They're oh. like, two of them are like Eskimo sisters as well, right? As being blood sisters. And they have sex? No. Don't they get with the same guy? Uh, Yes. Or something, or like he, or like Joe is supposed one of them to get with him. The one's boyfriend, you know. But great, you, everybody likes Little Women. Little Women, Little Women. I don't know. Bunch of white people. Another excuse to make a fucking white person movie. That was, but whatever. Uh, I felt like that about um. What was that war movie that came out uh, over Christmas? Nineteen Seventeen. Yes, it there's is, only one woman in the whole movie, but Everyone's but it's all white, white men. I did like 1917 though. <laughs> 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 Way more than Little Women. <laughs> I actually I do like like really graphic and gory war movies. Yeah, when he put the when he put his hand in the corpse. Oh my that god! Was crazy. I, I really felt it. Like they yes. that was because you were that, like you know that's when I was like, like I'm in. I also really liked how homoerotic it was. It was just about like male companionship and r- devotion, basically. But also the one guy, the less cute guy has the bigger ass. And there's a lot of shots of him from behind, like on his big giant ass. Well, I enjoyed his ass too. So (laughs) that movie (laughs) had a lot of stuff for me, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I listened to Miles Davis's memoir, autobiography, Miles and Autobiography. What's the difference Um, between a memoir, a memoir? And an autobiography. So lots of things. Um, okay. Depending on the era. Cert- at, at a certain point, memoir meant um, basically a book that someone wrote about somebody else's life that knew that person. Classic example of the modern that modern version of that is Patti Smith's Just Kids, which is her memoir, yes, but it's about Robert Maplethorpe. So an autobiography is generally written, generally in like the modern usage, autobiography means end of somebody's life and a memoir could happen at any time and, and, and cover any point. Uh, but an autobiography is usually a sweeping story from A to Z that people write at the end of their lives. Uh, people, it, this is not a hard and fast rule. It's just kind of the connotation. That makes sense. So Miles Davis is a strange person to love because he hit women and he openly hit women. And he talks about in his book hitting several women, including Cicely Tyson, which is like, what? Like, I mean, it's crazy. At the same time, he was obviously a genius. But I mean, he's definitely one of those complicated legacy people, right? Because he hit women. Um, But he tells this amazing story in the book at the very end about... um, Fucking Milton Berle. I remember one time when Milton Berle, the comedian, came down to see me when I was playing at the Three Deuces. 
I was in Bird's band at the time. I think this was in 1948. Anyway, Bird was sitting at a table listening to us, and somebody asked him what he thought of the band and the music. He laughed and turned to this group of white people he was with and said that we were headhunters, meaning we were fucking savages. He thought it was funny, and I remember all those white people laughing at us. Well, I never forgot that. Then I saw him on an airplane about 25 years after that, and we were both riding in first class. I went up and introduced myself to him. I said, Milton, my name is Miles Davis, and I'm a musician. He started smiling and said, Oh, yeah, I know who you are. I really love your music. He seemed happy that I'd come up to him. Then I said, Milton, you did something to me and some people in the band I was playing with some years ago that I've always remembered. And I always told myself that if I ever got close enough to breathe on you, that I was going to tell you the way I felt when you said what you said that night. He was looking at me kind of funny now because he didn't know what he had said. And I could feel some of the anger of that night coming back, so it must have been showing in my face. I told him what he said, and I told him how they had all laughed at us. Now his face was turning red because he was embarrassed, and he had probably forgotten all about it. So then I told him. I don't like what you called us that night, Milton. And none of the band liked it either after I told him what you said. Some of them also heard what you said. He looked all pitiful and everything, and then he said, I'm very, very sorry. And I said, I know you are. But you're only sorry now, sorry after I told you, because you weren't sorry then. And then I turned around and went back to my seat and sat down and didn't say another word to him. I love that he got that moment. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like the high, like being able to like outdo your high school bully trope times a million, you know, (laughs) just to like, I mean, they were in first class and he did that shit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, that person reading was not Miles Davis. It was this guy that does these books called Dion Graham, who doesn't talk like that. This is like a total voice that he did. It's crazy. I thought it was him. Wow. Yeah, great book. Great fun to listen to that, to listen to his music, to understand what he did and who he was. And really, I mean, the stuff that he was saying... I'm sure in 1990, people were so upset about him being so outspoken about white people. And so much of what he said feels so contemporary. Um, I wanted to talk about something. We don't have to get into it if you don't want to. But oh, no, what is this bad? Are you confronting me? No. Oh, <laughs> but it is about something that you do do. Oh, and no. I do it too. It's something that what? I do that's bad right. that I know is bad. Oh, me? I do a bad yeah. thing? Do I know it's yeah. bad? Yes, you do. You know oh, it's bad. Wh- what do I do? We watch Mama June oh, Family yeah. in Crisis. <laughs> that, that is definitely the worst active thing I do with my life these days. Yeah, For sure. It's really it's, bad. It's really just like, I mean, it really is just, It's but it's so bad that it's fascinating. It's like, I have to be here for the worst show of all time. I mean, <laughs> you know? it's, it's bad on different levels. Like it's just, it's, it's bad crazy. in the way that it's produced. It's it's so unethical. Oh, it's, that, that girl, Mariah, that producer that like is on the show, she also like hosted... It's not really a reunion show, but it's because it's a family. But in their reunion esque show last last season, she hosted it, and it's like, why? You're a producer. Why are you hosting? Yeah. What? That's like, and, and you could just see that 
that ethical breach goes for the rest of the show. You know, the fact that like there is somebody who's actively putting themselves on camera, a producer is just such a clear way of hitting home that I want to profit from this family's misery. Yeah. It's, I would love, I, you know what, Mariah, I hope you hear this. Uh, if you'd like to come on this show, I would love to ask you how oh my you, God, yeah. how you live sleep with yourself. Night. How do you sleep at night? How? So um, I, I really just, I won't be mean when I ask you that question. I just want to know that question. She would never do it though. The whole thing, no. I, you know, how many times I've reached out to We, who has employed multiple white supremacists, including Big Mike on that show, who has Nazi tattoos, and the the network their way their his Nazi tattoos. I didn't yeah. even know that he did. Oh yeah, yeah. And their way of handling that is by putting sleeves on him or blurring them out. They keep him on the show after people discovered this and were like, hey, that's fucked up that he has Nazi tattoos on him. And I went through his Facebook and he had shit on there. Of course, he's a he's a total white supremacist racist that this network to this day puts on its airwaves to this season. He had a whole thing. It's not like they're documenting like I can see a case sometimes when someone's making like a documentary film and they're trying to get the yeah. full picture of like yeah. what's going on and yeah. and the subjects they, don't receive any financial compensation yeah. because that blurs the line between entertainment and journalism but this isn't that and they this make is, money this is a show with side plots and recreations and they mm-hmm. subtitle the fucking baby sometimes yeah. look who's like, talking like look who's talking yeah although i like, will say i will say that you like uh, it? ella no, no, I don't like that. But Ella Grace, the pumpkin's little girl, is yeah. really the light of the show. She really she is. She is such a wonderfully charismatic baby. I shouldn't know that. She's, like the whole lesson of this is don't put your kids on TV. Uh, yeah. But she is a very adorable baby. I mean, just really love watching her. I, I really I love that child. So Remember when June's first grandchild was born and it had an extra thumb? Yes. And they, did they get rid of it? remember i, I think they like, were going to i i feel like they thought Anna's it was baby. special that's right they decided not special. to well oh my god like the whole th- you know anna anna is the daughter who was molested by the man that went to jail for like 14 years by june's boyfriend june's boyfriend molested her child and then June reconnected with him when Honey Boo Boo was approximately the same age that Anna was when she was molested by this guy. And she's bringing him around. And that's how they lost their TLC show. And that's yeah. when they should have gone away forever. But yeah. instead, we TV swoops in and is like, we'll put you on uh, marriage boot camp. We'll, now we'll do June's weight loss show. People Magazine covers her all the time. I'm, I met an editor at People once. I think for the website and I was like, God, you guys cover Mama June a whole lot. <laughs> I said that. I was like, I can't believe that you're doing that. She reunited with her with her daughter's yeah. child molester and you're covering this person's and it, that weight loss. her relationship with her daughter. And he was like, no, no, we're just like fair. We don't do that. And it was like, yeah, whatever. I, 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 I mean, really, like, Disgusting. I am aghast. She I am aghast at the ethics. Chosen men breaches. over her children time and time again it's crazy she bought them cars right and then she bought a house yes 
She sold their cars out from under them so that their yes. cars got repoed yep. without them even knowing. And then yeah. she sold the house and then yeah. left her fucking, how old is Alana? Like 11? Left uh, her with like no 13, place. maybe? 14? Okay. Yeah. But just like left her with no place to live and didn't even give a shit about well, that. And that's the thing is that I, I, I don't fault Pumpkin at all. This is a... F- a 19 year old 19 20 maybe yeah, she's 19. okay let's pumpkin is 19 years old the only life she's known or at least half of the life that she's known has been in front of cameras this is their way of making money it's a better living than a lot of stuff that they would have access to i don't fault her i know no, what no. You, you know what we tv should be doing they should take that show off immediately and as long as we is in existence they should give pumpkin the money that she'd be making if the show were airing that's what should happen. If you want to be like, if you actually care about these people, that's what you should do. Don't, you don't put a child on TV when her mother is having this insane drug breakdown that's being chronicled so heavily on TMZ. That's disgusting people shit. That's disgusting. How dare these people do this to this family? That's so gross. They're children. To have that woman who has, in the last year, lost her home, her cars, and her teeth to crack, to tell her that she can go to outpatient rehab three days a week and that's fine, it's, it's, that's nine hours a week she would no, go. No, no. That is ridiculous. That they, that's, that's what they, because they want to be able to film her this whole time. They want to be able to film the mess and keep the mess going and, be, and have access to her because what she needs is a 90-day inpatient program where she's completely away from Gino yes. where she sequestered is, totally changes her lifestyle and learns new behaviors and gets on medication or whatever it is but before that even when they pick when they pick June up from the hotel that she's living in so that she can talk with her daughter at the production office she's obviously high she's crazy and babbling in the car I mean, just like, obviously, just, just, hi. And then she starts babbling about like, oh, I would have used today if it were three months ago, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, she gets evaluated by Dr. Ish there, who apparently is a board certified psychiatrist. I believe he's a medical doctor. He looks at her. And she's still like, she won't look at him. She's like talking about how she took a Xanax and uh Fioriset. And he's like, who knows what's, what, what's in June's system, but she doesn't appear to be inebriated. And it's like, yes, she does. Yeah, you yeah. never saw somebody fucked up before. She looks well, fucked she wasn't up as, as shit she wasn't as me. wasted as she's been. And like, she's been so wasted to the point she can't talk on the show. So she could talk. <laughs> yes she that's was good talking. yeah she was talking but here's the thing that i'm wondering when tmz posted about her pay this season they posted tmz posted something that the oh, season what, so what was her pay nothing they were like she's not getting paid because she's not participating well in the past two episodes coming on three she's participated so they must be paying her yeah absolutely she's appeared on nearly every episode <laughs> Uh, they're paying her to be a drug addict. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is that like the reason why she continues to use and hasn't gotten herself together is because there's no bottom for her. 
as long as she has this television money. She's going to she is going to keep doing drugs with Gino until there's absolutely nothing left. She sells the clothes off her back and then he leaves her. And then that's when she'll be fine. So them paying her. Absolutely. Remember how she tests positive on her P test for cocaine? Yeah. And she freaks out about that. And then they're like. They start to believe her and they're like, okay, we believe you. We believe you. And it's like, what? And then she's like, I want a different test. You have to retest me again. I want a blood test. And then they do a blood test and then they say in the card that it comes out clean. The thing about cocaine is that, yeah, if you don't do it for one day, it'll, you'll, your blood won't like show. So she probably knew that it wasn't going to show in her blood, that it was going to show in her urine. so crazy. I know because it stays in your urine like from one to four days and your blood is like one day. And the show and the show fucking published that. Yeah. You know, they were like, they're okay. like, see, she was telling the truth. It's like, right. no, first of all, like more time just went by. It was probably out of your system really in a few hours out of your blood. And you know that they're doing this because they're, I mean, I don't think that they could actually get in trouble, but it's all to save their asses from having liability that they're like, we don't think she's on drugs in in front of the camera. You know, yeah. they keep underlying this because they're like scared that somehow they're going to be held accountable for putting someone that they know is high on air. I Man, just fuck that it's, show. It's, it's so really, ridiculous. really egregious how, it's, how they've how they've treated that family or that watching that family fall apart Ugh. the you know that is it it's jennifer right sugar bear's <laughs> wife <laughs> so jennifer is this woman who like has like she's like june with dark hair <laughs> but basically but jennifer i i just love that she's jennifer you know she is she really i would say she's the foremost jennifer in my world maybe in pop culture right now there's just who what's another jennifer jennifer connelly i guess jennifer connelly's what lopez jennifer lopez oh that's right yeah no she's no j-lo she's no j-lo i would follow her on instagram before i would follow jennifer garner jennifer jason lee she's classic yeah she's cool Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, she's she's also good. Yeah. So Jennifer, Jennifer Williams, remember from Basketball Wives? Oh yeah, of course. How could I forget? I mean, J- Jennifer Williams was on recent Basketball Wives seasons. Oh really? Yeah, she came back. So Jennifer is this woman who is married to Sugar Bear, who is Honey Boo Boo's dad, who used to live with June. They broke up years ago. What is Sugar Bear? Pl- doesn't have <laughs> all a their clue. Names. <laughs> Sugar Bear has brain cell despair. No teeth. I, in my guess. (laughs) So anyway, so Jennifer and Sugar Bear are married and there's this storyline, like a subplot on the show that they're trying to get. So Pumpkin has custody of Alana right now. And And I'm convinced that she should. Absolutely. She is the only real adult for being 19. It's like she's basically like 35. And it's really like this poor girl. She just yeah. needs, I mean, give her a break. Speaking of 35, did you know that June is a year younger than me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's two grandchildren. I, I know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, um, so there's this subplot where Sugar Bear and Jennifer are trying to get custody of Alana back from Pumpkin. And it's this like thing that goes on and on and back and forth. Obviously, 
I think that it's the producers are having Jennifer. They're like, well, why don't you try to get custody? Like they're like feeding her yes. storyline ideas. Yes. So like that's really gross because that's like they're just trying to like upend this young, this little girl's life. Like she's right. been living with Pumpkin after having her mother abandon her and her parents split up a few years before that. And she's yeah. had all this like fame and her life's been fucked. She keeps switching schools. Yeah. You want her to switch schools again? Right. Like that's so fucked up for them to like try to direct the course of these people's lives in that I know. way. I know. Um, I think it's all, it's all like, it's all disgusting. It's all really gross. It's, it's shocking. All... It's shocking how awful it is. And I can't stop watching it. I know that that's really <laughs> yeah. bad. I know it's <laughs> bad. Too. It's like the Me thing too. that I know that I do <clears throat> that is really bad. I it, it is. It is really a guilty pleasure. Like I didn't think it was possible, but it is. I, that I, is a guilty I, pleasure. I typically don't believe in the idea of guilty this, pleasures. Right. So I'm like, I, lo- I like my pleasure and I yeah. don't feel guilty about it. This but is, this one I do. This is I a really cancer do. on society. <laughs> yes. You know, I've been just kind of following this family. You went to the get fondue with them. I did. Well, no, we didn't get fondue. Oh, I thought you went to the melting pot. Isn't that no. a fondue place? We didn't go to the melting pot. We went to Cheddar's. Oh, what's Cheddar's? It was, I don't know. It was, I. It, I, I would say it's more like friendlies than anything else. It was it was oh, a chain okay. restaurant, a southern chain restaurant around Macon that um was Why not a particularly melting pot. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been to the melting pot. I would like to go. I me too. I've never been. <laughs> we should go. <laughs> oh, the melting pot. How are they gonna survive in COVID? I don't think they will. I guess they won't. Okay. Fondue so, parties is not the thing to do. <laughs> Fond don't. You know so anyway, should... I'm still going to watch the show but because I, I want to see how this turns out. But I every time I'm doing it, I feel grosser each time. Yeah, me too. It's the worst. Yeah. Um. So I think that's probably enough. Okay. But here's something that we should do. Okay. Put out a call for questions and calls. We, we, okay. we haven't been doing that. We got it. We got to Like we have to be on top of this. We got to do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So if you want to ask us questions, which we'll answer on our bonus episodes, which are on Patreon, patreon.com slash pot psychology, you can access those. Um, You can go to our Twitter. That's really the best way. There's a Google thing. There's a Google form attached to the Twitter. Go to the Twitter, the pin tweet. No, I'll I'll pin it. I'll pin it on Patreon. She's going to pin it on Patreon. Patreon.com slash pot psychology. And then I think you should. You guys should also, you can give us a call. Yeah. If you want. It, and the number is 347 450 That's a really good one. Thank you. <laughs> so do all that stuff. And I guess like rate and like us. Yes, uh, please like us and leave a review. Ugh. God, ask him to do so much. I well, guess the tapping is not that. a big deal. It's just tapping. Yeah, just give it a tap. Uh, and yeah, but and, and treat yourself to something nice from me <laughs> <laughs> with your money. <laughs> go to the melting pot. I, you know, I'm really mad. I never got to go before COVID because it's probably not going to survive this. 
Yeah, I probably won't. Get yourself some nice one-person fondue. 